0: Strayer, how you going? Are you well? I am. I'm a little bit more well than I was the other day. Jeez. Uh, this is NBA Strayer. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website. It's called CodeBet. Go check that out. You can see this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA as well. That's on the telly, bro. Uh, or in the paper. Every single day, all the way around this wide, brown land of ours. Uh, here in Larry Armour Studios, it's a cold, wet, miserable Melbourne day. I'd that much today. A little nice and cozy in the Armour Studios. Added some uh, Seattle Supersonics paraphernalia over the birthday period. Put up my Sean Kemp, other Sean Kemp picture and stuff. Looking pretty good. Anyway, uh, we're going to just do a quick show today. Talk about some Box Hill. Bernie Simmons, a.k.a. Boxy... The Influencer, a.k.a. Benny, the Instagram model. Uh, Not much of a basketball player anymore. Anyway, uh, and James Harden wants a trade. So before free agency goes absolutely fucking ballistic tomorrow morning, I just wanted to get this one done and out and just sort of uh, at least sort of dig into sort of the stuff that's going on right now. There's a bit of Kyrie chaos, because there always is, and some other stuff. We'll do some quick, yeah, Nas, all that sort of stuff, and then get out of your hair and leave you with a Cooking with Bainsey for the weekend. Sound Good. Good. All right, let's get into it. Episode 954 of NBA Australia. Let's
1: go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia.
0: Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Or you better watch out for the great order attack uh, this morning when it was officially announced that our very own Box Hill Benny Simmons gives zero fucks about Australia. He was like, nah, man, oh, I'm good. I don't want to play the World Cup again. And that collective uh, shout you heard from all the way around Australia, what was it? Oh, no shit, Sherlock. That sound you heard around Australia was absolutely fucking nobody being surprised. (laughs) You mean to tell me the bloke who never plays for Australia isn't playing for Australia? I, for one, am shocked. Not really. Not at all. So they call him No Boomer Benny, Instagram Benny, Benny Loon, the influencer, Glamour Muscle Benny. I guess that all checks out. Seriously, what an absolute horror case of Shagger's back he must have. That's what happens when you hook up with someone like Maya Jammer. Jesus, she'll jammer your back real good. Fuck me, dude. Uh, she may have done exactly that to Benny's basketball career. Um, anyway, the thing is. Amongst all the, oh, yeah, geez, yeah, fucking no shit, like Oh, yeah, Benny. no yeah. Is the people going, oh, well, we would have really liked him, would we? Would we? Would Australia have just embraced him? Especially if he was out there and he was shit. Because, <laughs> look, I take no pleasure in dumping on Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, clearly. No, look, I want him to be out there playing basketball. That's fine. I want him to be out there playing good basketball. And as it currently stands, the read on the situation is quite simply, the Boomers don't fucking need him anyway. So I don't kind of care. He's kind of where I've landed with this one. Between Patty, Joshy Green, Matty T, Jingles, Jock, Dante, Dyson. We've got plenty of talent on this team anyway especially compared to the US uh, team, as it currently looks like it's sort of standing. I fucking like our chances regardless. You know? Simple as that. Um, So, I think the Box Hill Benny announcement, A, is no surprise. B, doesn't fucking matter anyway, right? Because I think, With Xavier Cooks, you've got a bit of size uh, between Cookie and Jingles and Matty T. And to be honest, even dudes like Josh Green, right? You've just got enough size on the perimeter anyway. I think our top-end size might be a little bit of a struggle, but Simo wouldn't have helped in that regard anywho. And seriously, who would you rather have the fucking ball in their hands in this tournament? Josh Giddey and Patty Mills? Or I'm afraid to shoot Ben Simmons? Probably the first one. Just say it just saying so look in terms of uh, this boomer squad at the moment you might remember uh, the full squad the extended squad before the cutdowns uh, what are we we're about to hit July I think it's August 25 we start this World Cup uh, so you got Xavier cooks Dyson Daniels Delhi Dante Sam Froling uh, giddy up Chris Goulding, old bubbles over there. Josh Greeny Green, Jingle and Joe Ingles. My best mate, Nick Kay. Rock 'em, suck 'em, block 'em, drop 'em, land Kung Fu Thon Uh Willie McDowell. Willie! Willie McDowell White. Uh, Paddy Thrills. Nananu Pinder. I fucking love Nananu. Uh, Doop Wreath, The Grim Wreather. Aussie Maddie T and Jack. Dun 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 dun, 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 White. Don't give a fuck about Ben Simmons. Simple as that. Zero fucks. Look. And I know that everyone's like, oh, well, you want him around his mates. It's like, do do you think they want him there at this point? They're just like, oh, fucking jog on, dipshit. (laughs) You were fucking horrible for Brooklyn this year. Don't fucking screw our chances at winning a fucking medal because you wanted to rock up to the place in fucking Japan in some sort of hired Rari for your fucking Instagram fucking photo shoot. Could you imagine Jingles' face when he sees that? He's like, this fucking asshole. I'm sick of his shit. So, yeah. I've also got that sort of sneaking suspicion that Paddy Thrills wasn't wildly impressed by Benny's uh, approach this year in Brooklyn and was probably like, yeah, look, uh, if he doesn't say he wants to play, then I think we're all right. So there we go. Um, with all that in mind, it does sort of mean that you got to remember we've got a World Cup this year. And what does NBA Australia do during World Cups and Olympics? Live streams. We're going to be live streaming the absolute shit out of this World Cup. We're going to be doing so much. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Are you all ready for some tins? We might do some live uh, actual watch-alongs at some pubs here in Melbourne. Shit, we might even get on a plane. Go somewhere else. Where should we go? Br- Sydney? Brizzy? The Gale Coast. <laughs> I'm not going to Perth too far. I love you as Perth, but Jesus, you're a long way away. All right. Basically, Box Hill, Benny, on your bike, son. No one gives a fuck. On to some other news with a bit of the old Daily Whip around. Um, We'll talk about James Harden in a second. Otherwise, there's a couple of little bits and bobs. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, uh, Mark Stein was out there saying it would be a big surprise if they just basically don't have agreements in place with the Rockets already. Kuzma is going to be sitting there going God damn it, what about me? And they might still go, well, yeah Dylan Brooks is a fucking lunatic. I think the Dylan Brooks thing is a giant misstep on the eye, you know, if it happens with Houston because what do you got? You got a bunch of impressionable young dudes there and what do we just see? In Memphis, a bunch of impressionable young dudes. What did Dylan Brooks do? Tried to run them off a fucking cliff and succeeded spectacularly for years. Keep him away from any team that's not in China. Simple as that. I'd go get Kuzma. I'd try to get Fred Van Vliet and Kuzma to add to that team and just get like wildly competitive very quickly and try to get young dudes coming along at the same time. Um, There's a couple of names there. Harrison Barnes has gone and nailed himself a bit of a three-year, $54 million extension. Pretty good money if you ask me for hazard bands. Under 20 mil for like a dude who can fucking walk, shoot and play a bit of defense without falling over. In this 2023 NBA is pretty good. Uh, The Lakers, they waved Mo Bamba and did not pick up Malik Beasley's uh, team option, which is interesting. Uh, It does feel like they're just like, "Uh, yeah, look, we need you off the books for the minute. Just because we... We're going to pay Austin Reeves. But also, yeah, we'll try to bring you back. So I think that's what's going to happen with the Lakers. Uh, the Suns let Baisley go. Darius Baisley, they, you know, they gave up his team option, and uh, they I think they guaranteed the campaign option. The one thing that was fascinating to me was that the Pelicans didn't extend Jackson Hayes a qualifying offer. He would now be an unrestricted free agent and an unrestricted big man just out there. Saying there's a few teams that could use Jackson Hayes. Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> Shit, Portland. If they can find a taker for Nurk, go get Hayes. He's 23. He's a fucking dummy, but geez, go get him. Otherwise, can't you know a couple you'll see more and more of these little bits and bobs trick uh, trickle out for the rest of today and into tonight. This is uh Friday afternoon we're doing all this. So the big news though today that you woke up to was James Harden, Fat Man Hoop Brooklyn Clan, Fat Man Hoop Ellie Clan. Where's he going to be? Well, it turns out James Harden was like, "Oh nah man, I can't believe Houston don't want me. That's fucked." Do you know how much I love the strip? I mean the the people of Houston. That other wail that you heard yesterday, so in Australia there was a, well in Melbourne I think, there was another uh, overnight earthquake. That might have just been the strippers of Houston finding out uh, the fact that James Harden won't be there to put them all through college over the next couple of years. So tough. Uh, The news came out that Harden's likely played his last game in Philly. This was basically Harden looking to free agency, not seeing the type of long-term commitment he wanted from the Sixers and the Rockets. Uh, And the Clippers are the team out there Pursuing him. The thing is, it's not going to be in a Paul George deal. They want to create a big three with Harden. (laughs) Kawaii. And, of course, playoff P. Uh, This would be fucking hilarious. (laughs) Paul George and James Harden. Just... The collective pants shitting in big moments could fill the new arena that the LA Clippers are building. <laughs> Just full of dirty underdacks from the times they've shit themselves in big moments. You love to see that, like, the do-or-die game of uh, Harden's Sixers career, you know, in the big ones, the knockout games, he averaged 10, 5, and 8 with four and a half turnovers. Box Hill Benny averaged 12, 8, and 8 in do-or-die games. So that's pretty good. But still... um, I enjoyed this is that James Harden was uh, you know basically just leaking all this to the press because the Sixers don't want to talk to him because they've already been fined for tampering before for James Harden when they went and got his best buddies, Daniel House, who did sweet fucking dick, all remember last year, and PJ Tucker, who's older than Methuselah and shithouse, are doing anything beyond like going, I'm bigger than you on the wing. I'm not going to let you score. And the other person goes, oh, that's a bit shit. Other than that, great. So the Sixers are hamstrung by going to get James Harden's mates. Now he's pissed at them because they won't talk to him about their plans because he fucked them last time. Incredible gear. And so then it came out that he's, like, decided that the situation in Philly, same as Brooklyn, same as in Houston, was crazy and couldn't be fixed. So I don't know, at this point it sort of feels like you might be some part of the problem there, James. Just saying, just saying. I also love it that he's like, God, oh, man, that situation there in uh, Philly is just fucking crazy, man. A.K.A. Nick Nurse went, hey, uh, James, do you want to play a bit of defense this year? James I was like, this is crazy, I'm out. Fuck this, nah, I'm out. This Dilbert-looking motherfucker wants me to play defense? Did you hear that? Crazy, I'm out of here. I'm going to go play for Ty, Ty Lou. Uh, But yeah, it does feel like he's the most clippery clipper who never clipped. Uh, he's chunky, he's never won anything, shits himself in big moments. Just perfect for the clippers. I love that. Uh, but either way, look, it's a strange situation he finds himself in either way because he signed that weird two-year deal last year to take a little bit less money so that the Sixers could go uh, tamper and cost themselves a shit ton of money, some draft picks, and sign his best mates. Uh, he's fucked himself a little bit because he can't now like extend and, extend his contract and be traded. It has to basically be a one-year deal that you're now trading for and Harden will be an unrestricted free agent again in 2024. So best of luck with that, the rest of the NBA. It's coming up pretty funny. I do also like the stuff that's coming out. It's like, god oh, the, the concern for James was that um, – yeah, Philly were going to give him like the short term team friendly contract that doesn't come close to reflecting his stature in the league or the level of his current play. When he 20, you mean the bloke who doesn't drive anymore, the bloke who buzz, doesn't play any defense, does, the bloke who doesn't move off the ball. They wanted to not pay him an absolute fuck ton of money. <laughs> That's incredible. He averaged 20 points, eight assists, and six rebounds in 11 postseason games. Take away the 40-point game, and you're just like, geez, not great. A couple of really good ones against Boston, and then shithouse. Uh, otherwise, there's also the Knicks sort of circling, and the Knicks overpaying for an aging guard. Look, that's just the Knickerbocker way. Isaiah Thomas is like, that's a great fucking idea. And really, it sort of comes down to how do you value James Harden? Because I struggle to see a situation in the NBA currently uh, where he's not either surrounded by someone like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> uh, covered in stripper glitter and wing juice in LA or in Philly. Like, outside of that, what what works? Like, there's just not much. Like, you need a big man defender like Embiid or a couple of big perimeter defenders like George and Kawhi, and you kind of go, right, the kawhi pull george harden thing could work. I can see that. Outside of this, there is not too many situations where I'm like, let's go. It just doesn't make much sense at all. I do like the idea that they apparently kicked the tyres on a Harden-KD reunion in Phoenix. After KD's like, nah, nah, man, James is my buddy. You mean the buddy that requested a trade and completely fucked your entire tenure in... Uh, Brooklyn, you got a great great nose for mates, Kevin. <laughs> no, nah, man, me and Kyrie are best mates. Oh, you fucking – I can't believe the snake stabbed me in the back. Oh, you mean the bloke who stabs everybody in the back, Kevin? Just a real smart cookie, Kevin Durant. Anywho, um, I think when you look at this, you go, right, we've got Harden, a ball-dominant point guard who can't do much outside of launch, flat-footed threes, uh, can give you like that one or two games in a playoff series where he goes off, but you still might not win the fucking game because he's getting to that point in his career. It's like, oh, well, you know, I used to be an MVP. It's like, yeah, used to. It's uh, carrying a lot of weight there, Mr. Harden. And I fail to see outside of basically the Clippers or Philly how he sort of fits. How he works. Like I hated the fit in Houston, and like I love that Ime Udoka came into that situation. Went like, no, I'm not going to try to root your wife if you don't sign James Harden in free agency. <laughs> like Ime Udoka came in there, and went, no, we're not getting James Harden. Houston went, oh, okay, we won't get James Harden. Please don't sleep with our wives. And yeah, I don't know. I don't call me crazy, but trading the farm for a fat 33 year old former mvp who's what like he was what, the 29 2009 draft so 14 15 years into his nba career whose free throw attempts have plummeted basically since his sort of peak when he was averaging like that 30 36 34 points a game in houston he was averaging 11 free throws a point at uh, a game at that point right Then demands that trade to Brooklyn. And as soon as the free throws disappear, they just don't come back. He's now down to six a game. Oh, boy. But he had lots of assists. Awesome. That's great. 21, 10, and six. Kind of handy. But you know what numbers don't go up when you're past 33? Any of them. (laughs) Maybe he's shooting. He averaged 44% from the floor, 38% from three. But that's what happens when you're just like, I'm going to plant my feet and just fucking launch this three, check it out. So, yeah. Call me, and you might not have picked up on this, call me a bit of a hardened skeptic. Fat man, hoop Ali clan. There you go. All right. The other little bit of news was Kyrie Irving trying his absolute hardest to burn down yet another franchise because you've just given him a bit of a sniff. He's like, actually, fuck you, Dallas. And Dallas like, oh, this fucking guy. We're already sick of him. Um, I love it. Kyrie intends to meet with the Suns when free agency starts in June 30. So that's uh, tomorrow. Do you reckon Kevin Durant is setting this up just so he can punch Kyrie Irving right in the face? Like twice. Just bap, bap. Bap, bap. Oh, hi, Kevin. It's good to see you. Bap. Why'd he fucking hit me, man? <laughs> <laughs> you can't sign and trade him basically to the Suns because it had a hard cap them and they'd be absolutely rooted. Uh, sign and trade, like, it's so tough for them to do that. Uh, they won't have their mid level exception or any of that sort of stuff. Basically, it's Kyrie going, I'll take the uh, veteran minimum to come to Phoenix. And Matt Ishbeer going, How many foreclosed homes can I give you on the DL? <laughs> and Kyrie being like, oh, 7? T4? <laughs> I'll burn Sage and all of them. to be great. Uh, look, Kyrie is a head case. We know that. And if you're Phoenix, you're just like, yeah, no, nah, we're good, Kyrie. We're fine. I also love that it's Chris Haynes reporting that, and everyone's like, eh, is he though? So... As it sort of stands, you've got Harden going, trade me the Clippers, and Kyrie going, I'll go to the Suns. It's like, all right. Kyrie could also just go, if you're going to go get the veteran minimum, Kyrie lobbing into the Suns is pretty funny. LeBron would be like, motherfucker, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Classic Kyrie. Shooting himself in the foot just to prove a fucking point to himself, apparently, and the universe. Um, but either way, look, I expect a Harden deal to happen. Uh, to sort of bring this sort of back to where we started. A hardened deal, the numbers are going to be tough essentially for anything because you look at that Clippers roster, it's got a shit ton of big contracts on it, right? And the problem is they don't have good players on those contracts that Philly would like. So you're like, hey, we've got Marcus Morris and Terrence Mann. <laughs> Welcome home, Bobby Covington. Like, what is going on? It's just... Fuck, like, oh, here's Norm Powell. It's like, we've, we've got Norm Powell at home. It's Tyrese Maxey. What are you doing? It is just the absolute shit sandwich trade where you're like, ugh, oh, this is not great. And especially Daryl Morey. You're going to be like, dude... Jane, are you fucking serious? We traded, like, all this shit. We got rid of Simmons to go get you. That's good. I also gave up a bunch of draft picks. Now, you're older and fuck, and you've decided to bounce. You've done fuck this. I don't want to take Norm Powell and Marcus Morris for your old ass. So, yeah. Welcome to Philly, Bones, Highland. <laughs> Terrence, man, like, ugh. It is dire out there for Harden. I would expect this to expand, though. And I think we'll sort of see maybe this is part of, like, a Dame deal. And I'll get to that in a second because that's uh, where I think I've landed with a bit of an outback takeout. So, um, Harden's trade request out of Philly, opts into his $35 million contract, pretty funny stuff, and then just goes, that's so you can trade me, you dickheads. <laughs> It's just absolute God-tier finessing by Harden. Uh, We're we're now up to a combined seven trade requests between Harden, KD, and Kyrie in less than two seasons. That is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Uh, So, yeah. Good job, everybody. We've done very well. I'm very happy with all this. (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break. We come back with some, yeah, then piss off right after this.
1: This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. Or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA
0: Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to
1: NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia.
0: All right, let's do a bit of a couple of quick ENRs. And they're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. Uh, get your merch at shop. Or just click through on the socials and the old Shopify store links on the socials. Yeah, all the pretty pictures. And off you go. Right. Let's do it couple of yeah nahs, Uh, is this generation of NBA stars the biggest bunch of fucking babies we've ever seen, yeah nah, yeah, is that a good thing, yeah nah, yeah and nah, I think it's good that player empowerment exists, is Blanket, player empowerment a good thing where you go, I signed this contract, I'm actually, a couple of months later, going, fucking, I've made a mistake. I want out of here. Is that a good thing? Nah. But is it, you know, the ability of uh, the players to then go, oh, well, I'd rather work for these guys over here. That's a good thing. The problem is, if you think that's going to maybe happen, then fucking sign a contract that is reflective of that. Oh, I want a max contract and a no-trade clause. One year later. Oh, I want out of here. Fuck you, Brad Beal. Sucked in, dickhead. Like, more of that should happen, I think. Uh, but for the simple idea of, like, a bunch of fucking crybabies going, oh, I'm getting paid millions of dollars, but I don't like this place. I want to play with my friend over there. Like, it's really, really, <laughs> really relatable. Right? It's, oh, I want to go work with my mate. That's kind of good. That'll be fun. Hooray. And then you sort of get there and go, oh, actually, he's a bit of a dickhead. It's like when you move in with your mates. You're like, yeah, this is good. This is good. This is good. Oh, we're drinking all the time. We're partying. This is sick fun. How good is this? Oh, with my mates. We're partying. It's cool. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I wish he'd do a dish. <laughs> Why is he cooking steak at 5 a.m.? Uh, all that sort of good stuff. It's like, all right, I'm going to move into a different house. That's basically what this is. But between Harden, KD, Kyrie, we do have a generation of NBA players who don't actually also give a fuck, which is kind of cool. I'm kind of on board with that. They're like, yeah, I'll just go play over there. Whatever. And, again, you got to kind of respect that a little bit. Um, but at the same time, you know my default is the fans, and I feel like it's shit for the fans. Oh, well, you're fans of a player, not a team. Um... Is that really where the NBA wants to be heading? Is that really where the owners want the league to be going? Is that really good for the league as a whole? You know, that's where it gets really fucking tricky really, really quickly. Um, But yeah, being a bunch of big fucking crybabies getting paid absolute fucking squillions of dollars and going, I want to play over there, is just on the nose for uh, basically, you know, Normal folks. <laughs> but still good on him. Uh, Sees the means of productivity, I guess. Um, but either way, does the Harden trade mean we'll see a Joel Embiid trade sooner rather than later? Yeah, nah. Oof, what's the definition of sooner rather than later? I don't think we see it this offseason. I think we could see it in the next 12 months because I think you could sort of see maybe Philly just going, oh, we've got Nick Nurse and it just sputtering, being a bit shit, Maxi not taking that one sort of little extra bit of a step up, the defense sort of falling off a bit, and Philly turning into what we've seen in Toronto the last couple of years. At least they've still got the one super-duper star, right? I also love that Tobias Harris is like, oh, mate, hey, man, I'm like one of the best scorers in the NBA. It's like, I don't know. How about you prove it just once, Tobias? Okay, I got you. Here's twenty three points. Like fuck, not this again, Jesus, Tobias Harris. Oh, I'll prove you wrong, Jim. Here's nineteen points. Like no, I asked for forty, Tobias. All right, twenty four. You've got it, <laughs> Jesus, this guy. Anyway, um, but seriously, the Joel Embiid thing. Watch out for New York to just go eh, fuck it. Let's go get him beat. Here's all these draft picks. Whatever else you need, we're keeping Brunson, we're keeping Embiid, and that shit, the rest is up to you guys. Uh, Because it does feel like a bit of a shit show there in Philly, and in a surprise again, Darryl Morey, for all, you know, me, I've uh, long, long expressed my skepticism about Darryl Morey's uh, record as a GM. He knows what he's doing. We'll give him that, right? Oh, man, he managed to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. Yeah, and then what he do? He fucked it. Oh, but James Harden's my best mate, says Daryl Morey. Yeah, or your mate's just like, yeah, fuck you, dork. I'm out of here. This is what happens when Morey's not spending all that time at the club with uh, Mr. McHarden. Uh, <laughs> but, but really, the Morey thing, to me, just sort of, it smacks of, uh, well, we know what we're doing, and fuck you. And at the same time, you're like, well, do you know what you're doing? Because you've never won anything except like a fair whack of like regular season games. And we all know that it's really hard to win an NBA title. But at the same time, it sort of seems like Houston was a shit show. Philly's a bit of a shit show. It seems like no one is vaguely kind of in charge And there's no real sort of sense of authority about who's leading and doing what on either of these teams that Moray's been in charge of. Like, compare and contrast that sort of shit to, as you may, Miami. And Pat Riley. It's like, this is just what we fucking do. What does Darryl Moray do except for, like, I don't know, fall over backwards to please James Harden and gargle his nuts as quickly as he possibly can. That's not culture. <laughs> like, it's just not doing whatever you can to like please Joel Embiid. Sure, how about you hold him accountable and make sure he's fucking fighting fit? As, you know for the start of a season? Simple as that. It's weird there in Philly. It just seems weird. I love Maxi. I got a lot of time for Embiid. It just seems like a shit show. So I wouldn't be surprised if Embiid sort of just goes, you know what, fuck this. I need to change the scenery as well. Unless, unless they manage to turn, I don't know, a bit of more magic on again and turn one 33-year-old point guard into another 33-year-old point guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but either way, does Box Hill Benny ever play for Australia Jim? Yeah, nah. No, of course not. It's been on the cards for ages. He's never going to fucking do it. Um, That leads actually very nicely into the unpopular opinion of the day for today.
1: Now
0: look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, oh, no, no. We'd really want Ben Simmons to play for us. Would we? Would we? Would Australia actually want Ben Simmons on their fucking boomers team? And if you answered, oh, well, of course we would, James Clevitz, because, jeez, He's an elite left defender and a great playmaker. It's like, is he? Did you watch much Brooklyn this year? <laughs> I, like, seriously, did you? Because I did. This is my job. And I'll tell you what, he was shithouse. Absolutely shithouse. If you want defense, you know what the Boomers can do right now? Roll Dyson fucking Daniels out there, the vacuum, alongside Aussie Matty T and Josh Greeny Green, and away you go. Like, just pack her up, boys. Jesus. Oh, but Simmons would be great for playmaking. Yeah, and he can't fucking shoot. Because he's afraid. Piss off. At least Josh Giddy works on his fucking game. Like, who would you rather have the ball in their hands at this World Cup? Ben, I'm afraid to shoot from outside of dunks, and even then, I'm a bit afraid. <laughs> or Josh Giddy. Patty Mills. Jingling Joe Ingles. Dyson Daniels. I'm a bit worried about King Deli spotting this team. But either way, I think the Boomers will be completely fine sans Ben Simmons. And I think they'll be better off without him. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion of the day. I'm just saying. But, yeah, on my, I think my entire vibe is like, oh, yeah, of course we'd want him at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that ship is fucking sailed now. Pack it up. Just tell him to f- piss off. Like, we don't need the waste of oxygen every fucking time we have a major Australian tournament. Where Oh, maybe Ben Simmons But No, we just don't care anymore. Fuck off, idiot. You're an Instagram model. Until you're an actual fucking basketball player, we're in a, at least a position now where we can tell you to piss off. And, of course, Gorge doesn't want to do it. But at the same time, I'll call it like I sees it, he was shit this year. Until we see him playing well, who fucking cares? All right. How about a bit of Outback toke
1: It's Friday
0: at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh yeah, ice cold 4-for-1 TGIF Foster's oil drum cans. That's right, these fucking things are the size of your head. But it's beer, and it's Aussie for beer. It's definitely not horse piss in a can. Only at Outback. And those 4-4 and TGI Foster's oil drum cans go great with the flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is... Damian Lillard will end up in Philly with Joel Embiid. After Daryl Morey somehow finagles a trade. Where Tobias Harris is also on his bike alongside James Harden. Only at Outback. I think there's going to be about 87 moving parts in this eventual Harden trade. And that will then eventually be sort of turned on its head and flipped in some way, shape, or form to be with Tobias Harris to get a couple of picks. And then there'll be a Dame trade and he will end up in Philly. But otherwise, it's going to be chaos tomorrow morning. You're going to wake up. There's going to be 87 fucking notifications on your phone. You're going to be like, oh, shit, Woj. Chill the fuck out, man. It's Saturday morning, bro. (laughs) Charm's going to be frothing. You're like, yep. And then Mark Stein would be like, hey, Dallas are doing this because <laughs> Mark Cuban told me. It's like, All right. Cool, Mark Stein. Cool. And uh, I think with that, we'll do a quick uh, Patty Mills Game Day, baller game day Twitter check-in because Patty has been fire and I've been enjoying this uh, and his Instagram of late because he is up to his neck in it. He had his uh, sock routine, which is pretty good. He's just got a million socks that he's putting on his feet every time. It's pretty funny. It's a good video. And he's got his uh, lining up for a free throw. He's just got a couple of instructional videos. And then he's got one about J. Cole. Love this. So Paddy out there is really good. But the thing is, uh, so this popped off earlier in the week. The mural in Brooklyn, which looks fucking awesome. So if you haven't seen that video, go check it out. Because it is Gnarly. It's called Indigenous Float and it celebrates different indigenous cultures and it's uh, on the side of an elementary school in Brooklyn. So go check out the video there. It looks radical. So good job, Paddy Mills, for setting all that up. What an absolute fucking legend, as per usual, eh? It's just what he does. He's Paddy Mills. He's a fucking legend, mate. All right, uh, now we'll do a show on Monday uh, to wrap up all of the free agency gear that happens over the weekend. Because uh, I have a chockers weekend, actually, so I probably won't jump on on Saturday or Sunday this week. But we'll do a uh, Monday show to wrap it all up for you. That'll be fun. We'll grade some trades and free agency signings. Uh, remember, there are we went through in the primer, so the teams with a bit of our space, it's Houston. San Antonio, Sacramento, that might be a little bit wobbly now that they've uh, extended Hazard Barnes. Indy with 32 mil, it feels like they're pretty locked into like Maxi Struess. Uh, Detroit, they get a bit of coin there as well. The Utah Yaz, depending on what Jordan Jeremy Clarkson does. The Orlando Magic Men have about 20 mil, and OKC have 16. And the rest of the. Uh, rest of the NBA will be relying on their mid-level exceptions and the taxpayer mid-level exception, all that sort of stuff. So keep an eye out for the likes of Kyrie Irving, Harden, Fred Van Vliet, D'Lo, Middleton with him going back to the Bucks, I'd guess. Draymond probably going back to the Warriors. Who knows what's going to happen there, but with Paul no longer around for him to punch in the face, I don't know. Kuzma, Jeremy Jeremiah, Grant, Bruce Brown, who might be on his way to the Lakers, my sweet baby Karis Levert, Vooch, looks like he's going to have an extension with Chicago. I think that was uh, roughly already announced as well. Uh, I think it was, actually. That was the one thing I forgot to mention. I had that in my notes too. Voochovic and the Bulls uh, with a 60 mil, basically, I think. Three years, 60 mil extension yesterday. So, great job, Chicago. You've locked yourself into continuing mediocrity for another couple of years. We're very proud of you. Uh, Jakob teenage mutant, Jakob Austin Reeves, the Reaver, Brooklyn Lopez, Cam Johnson, I expect him to stay in Brooklyn, they'll match whatever you want to throw at him, Dylan Brooks in Houston be pretty funny, Josh Hat and that uh, team option, that was actually sort of uh in terms of like, the Knicks going, oh yeah, that's good. He's opted into his $12.9 million, so he's going to be basically like, all right, if you're going to trade me, I'm at least going to make my $12.9 million. And I've also looked around and said that nobody else is going to give me more money. Uh, PJ Hamilton, Washington, he's uh, restricted. Miles Bridges are getting some, I don't know, looks from the Cavs, which is gross. Fuck him. Uh, Rui Hachimura, Grant Williams, Gabe Vincent, Rusty, Kobe, Kobe White, Trey Jones. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces. A couple of the Aussies, keep an eye out for Jingling Joe Ingles and Aussie Maddie T. As he tees, restricted anyway, so I expect him back in Portland. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, he declined his player option, which is pretty gnarly. So we'll see what happens. But either way, a bit of chaos about to pop off. And so we'll be all watching along with bated breath. So with that in mind, keeping, you know, constant, constant watch with our NBA Story on the old Twitter, Facey IG, all across the socials. That's what we'll be doing all weekend. Should be awesome. It really will be. Trust me. Uh, what else? So check out those socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Priming up for a new season very soon. Codebeard uh, Daily. I'm on that every single day with the Bourge. Uh, NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I Heart Radio. I think Stitch is actually closing down. So, anyway, better find a new one if you're on that. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band, House Hats. They rule, and so do Joshua Delaredo's Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa Sex Shadow, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out today and this week with a cooking with Bainsey for your weekend. And here's to a massive free agency that's about to pop off. Uh, we'll speak to you on Monday, you dickheads. In the meantime, I hope your team gets who you're after. I hope you get better. I hope you're looking good. I hope you have a good weekend. There's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later,
1: Hosen. Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsey. (laughs) Oh, right. <laughs> g'day, g'day, g'day. Yes, how are you all? Oh, well, look at yous over there. <laughs> I see you over there again, Cheryl. Yes, we know that you love it. Oh, this is great. Yeah, g'day. Welcome to Cooking with Bainsy. I am your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsey. All right, so this here episode, we're going to whip up one of my absolute favourite Australian staples. You can have it whenever as well, at night, for dinner, after a big night on the Terps, it's that absolute Aussie classic. It is Hawaiian pizza. Oh, yes, that's right. I love me some Hawaiian pizza and it's easy as to make, mate. I mean, it definitely helps keeping up this physique, if you know what I mean. I reckon I probably cook about three of these bloody things a week, you know what I'm saying? And also, hey, just, just for yous out there as well, don't bloody listen to anyone who says shit about pineapple on pizza. They can go and do what I tell every center in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. They can go fuck themselves, <laughs> right? You can put whatever the fuck you want on pizza. It's pizza. All right, so anyway, Hawaiian pizza is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your soupy and grab yourself a pizza base. I love the spongy, thick ones, you know. Grab a thing of tomato paste. Now, Don't bother with the fancy pants shit with basil or oregano in it unless you want to be, like, all fancy pants and shit Uh, because then you just grab a bunch of shredded ham from the deli, grab a bag of shredded cheese. Now, you can have mozzarella, cheddar, home brand, whatever you want. doesn't matter. It's just bloody cheese. And the key ingredient, a tin of pineapple chunks. Now, it's pretty easy to whip this bad boy up, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. Now, just whip your base out. There you go. All right, now smother it with the tomato paste. Whoa. Yep, there you go. Smoother out a bit. Just make sure it's all over the inside thing. Now, dump your ham on there. Yep, all this shredded ham. Now, oh, get your fingers amongst that. Shove that to the edges. There you go. Spread that out nice and even. Yep, there you go. All right, now cover this liberally with the dead pig. Come on, man. You've got to put the ham everywhere. You just need hoops and hoops and hoops of ham. Just make sure it's the nice shredded stuff, though. All right, now drain your pineapple into the sink, or you can, you know, you can drain it into a cup and uh, drink that pineapple juice, you know. What bloke doesn't like a cup of pineapple juice, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yeah, there we go. Now, fang the chunks of pineapple on there. Just put it everywhere, you know, just throw it around, and then cover up the entire bloody thing with your shredded cheese. All right. Now, we've got this oven over here. Just wanger in there in the oven. There you go, just for a good 15, 20 minutes at about 220 degrees Celsius. None of that Fahrenheit bullshit. Now, sit back, grab a tin, and let her cook. Oh, doesn't that bloody well smell delicious? All right, now here's one we made a little bit earlier. So you can see once it's browned a bit on the edges and all your cheese is all melty and nice, you whip her out, you chop her up into slices, and Bob is your bloody pizza loving uncle. Now, give it a sec to cool down before you chow down. Don't burn your bloody tongue because that cheese will be hot as buggery, eh? So, all right, now it's there, just get your bloody munch on. And that is an absolute bloody ripper of a meal. The best bit is, and this will impress everyone, right? You can cook it whenever you want. Mates, the missus, kids, everyone bloody loves Hawaiian pizza. And if they don't, just give them the old bangers, don't argue, and go tell them to cook their own bloody pizza. Because this is just bloody delicious, mate. All right, how easy was that? Cool, there you go. That is absolutely unreal. Love me some wine pizza. All right, so that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.